no, 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 Everybody, Norm over here, and I want to tell you about this podcast that we're doing with young Angela Petrelli, a beautiful young girl who plays fantastic, just a great guitar player in both acoustic and electric, and she's got a great career going. Um, she had a band called Roses and Cigarettes, and her partner in the band, um, passed away last year and she was really a great singer and a really nice young lady so just want to talk about her career and where it's going Everybody, Norm over here, and we're at the Norm's Rare Guitars podcast, and uh, today I'm welcoming my good friend, uh, Angela Petrelli, and uh, if you don't know who Angela is, you should, one of the great young guitar players that comes into the store, and I'm so honored to have you here with me, and uh, I can't thank you enough. And we'll talk about her early days in L.A. You grew up in L.A., I right? did. I'm one of those rare uh, unicorns. Yeah. I've been called an, yeah, a unicorn. Yeah, born and raised L.A., went to college here, and yeah, grew up UCLA, here. UCLA, so. yeah. UCLA, yes. Yeah, yes. school. <laughs> so I were you in the it. music program? Or? No, I actually was a comm major. So I studied really? social media and PR and marketing and all that stuff because I, I love music, and I knew I would always have it in my life. But there's so many other things that I love, too. And it was important to me to, to, to study other things that I liked you know, at a really awesome university. So I, I, I yeah. took him up on it. <laughs> well, I went to the University of Miami, and I was a mass communications major. All right, there and you the go. And the only reason I was a mass communications major is I studied, I started out as an accounting major. Yeah. And realized I wasn't too good at that. Mass communications seemed like it was pretty easy. You know, that was in the days of, uh, you know, I think when you saw films, it was a guy rolling right. the film with his hand or something, you know. And we had these Super 8 cameras, and we used to have to edit these films. And um, it was it was a learning experience. Yeah. And yeah. now we're kind of, you know, with the social media age now, getting to use some of that. Oh, absolutely. Like, I took a class that was on Facebook at really? UCLA. It was just about Facebook. And, and I understand you also, you worked at a record company as well, too. I for did for, for, for a moment. I, I interned there while I was at UCLA. And yeah, I got to work with, you know, Mickey Dolenz and Al Jardine and, and the Bengals. It was, yeah, it was a really, really cool oh. experience. Yeah, it was very, very cool as this, you know, young musician and getting to hang out with these people and talk about the stories. Particularly, Al Jardine was just the nicest man, was just so wonderful and gracious and all that stuff. And, and uh, I grew up in Hawthorne, so he... As we all know, the Beach Boys are from there, and and, and yeah, cool. so that was that was something we would talk about a lot, and 
yeah, just lovely man. So it was a great experience. We did a show a while back for the homeless for the Midnight Mission, and um, Al Jardine was one of the stars. It was David Crosby and uh, all kinds of people that were, you know, Lawrence Juber and uh, just on and on. Some of the really great players, my friend Jason Sine, um just, uh, you know, it, it was just one of those shows where we had so much great talent, Freebo and Alice Howe were uh, some of my favorites as well. Um, just, uh, you know, and, and Al was great at the show. He was just sounding terrific, and, you know, his voice was great. Their harmonies, as always. It wasn't iconic. the Beach Boys, but it was yeah. iconic, iconic vocal harmonies. And so tell me some of the other stuff that you have done over the years. I know um, Angela was in a band uh, called Roses and Cigarettes. Yes. And with a good friend of ours, Jenny Pagliaro. And Jenny, unfortunately, passed away at a very young age last year. And that kind of shook everybody up at the store. And uh, I know it's been very difficult for you because you guys were kind of bound at the hip. We, we were. She's like my sister. Um, thankful for the time we had. You know, it really, it, it, it makes you thankful, you know, and, and she was she was diagnosed with cancer, you know, 31 years old. And, and it was something that, you know, we had just released our first album two months before. And, you know, we sat down and talked. It's like, OK, we're going to make music for as long as we can. And that was it. Well, and that's that was the attitude it. anyhow, because you just we never know how much time we have. No. You know, I mean, I've been blessed. I'm an old man and I'm still around. Uh, but, you know, you just never know. You could be driving down the street and get hit by a car. Anything could happen. And, uh, you know, there is the big C that comes around and that's affected a lot of people and taken a lot of people. So uh, we were shocked, though, with Jenny because she was so young and just a just a terrible thing. She's, you know, she was a wonderful soul and. I'm thankful I got to know her and we got to make the music we did. And I, I can and I know I tell you this all the time and, and we both did, but just thank you for your support and your love for well, us. And, and just it's it's it I always mean so, so much to me. So well, thank, thank you, Norm. You know, we've, we've been blessed because, I mean, we have run into so much great talent, young and old. And, um, you know, the thing is, the people that come into the store are actually musicians. You know, nowadays you see the music awards right. and it's like somebody singing to a track with nine dancers up there and it's sort of, you don't even see a lot of instruments being played and, and that kind of thing. It's yeah. it's not like it once was. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's the music means something to every generation and, uh, you know, yes. I know hip-hop and all the, you know, modern type music that's out there right now is going to have a meaning to all these young people down the road. But like when I grew up, when it was Eric Clapton and uh, Jimmy Page and Jimi Hendrix and, uh, you know, all Curtis Mayfield and all the great, you know, R&B stacks and Motown, um, all that stuff. You know, when I hear some of those tunes, I kind of go back in time to where I was when I was a kid and I first heard them. Music is one of the best time machines, I think. It is such it's such this beautiful thing. It's a time machine. It's medicine. It's it's you know, an expression of your soul. Like I know with with music for me, it's just like this this thing here. This is an extension of my body and that He's pointing to I the guitar. I guess I'm pointing by the to way, the guitar right now. Not, uh, <laughs> you know, on the video that you'll see at the All Guitar Network, uh, which is for free, by the way, you'll be able to see what she was talking about. But I'm just trying to translate. That's a guitar she's holding. It there, is, yeah. yes, and it's 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 quite an extension. And and to, you know, it's it's. I like to think I, I I am blessed 
every day and humbled every day that I get to make music out of a you know a piece of wood with strings on it. So tell me what what made you choose guitar? Because oh, I know you a funny started story. at a very young age, right? <laughs> I did. I I started playing when I was nine years old. So my um, I wanted to play drums first, so bad. So bad. I wanted to play drums. You could and have been a musician's friend. I don't, you know, so wanted to play drums. Didn't didn't quite work out that way. I told my parents, just so excited. Mom and dad, I really want to play the drums. And my mom, she she plays a little guitar. She goes, listen, you can't take a drum set to the beach, but you could take a guitar to the beach. Maybe that's the better option. You know, and as an adult now knowing, okay, they didn't want a huge drum set in their living room. Like, that's what well, it was. <laughs> you know, you know what the two worst instruments to hear a kid starting out on? <laughs> Tell me. Violin and trumpet. <laughs> Could you imagine what that must be like hearing your kid playing violin, out of tune, and trumpet? Uh, it's, yeah. uh, you know, at least with a guitar, it's a string and a sound, but right. man... Violins sound terrible when you can't play them, and oh, trumpets are awful as well. I, uh, so, so I'm thankful because I, I, I'm sure I wouldn't be here if I didn't pick up this instrument, you know. And and uh -huh. and it just once I picked it up, and and again, I, I you know my mom plays, so I would watch her at a very young age, and just thinking, okay, I can do that. I knew it would be music. I wasn't sure it was going to be guitar, or drums, or, or whatever, but I knew I was musical. I could feel it. Um, but 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 glad I picked it. <laughs> well, glad you I can, picked it. You can bend a note, which is kind of like a vocal vibrato Absolutely. and that kind of thing. It's something that you can't do with a lot of other instruments, so that with piano or yeah. organ. I mean, there's synthesizers that have like a little, um, little lever that you can pull to get vibrato, but it's not yes. the same. You know, you can get it to sound like a fast vibrato or a slow, right. melancholy vibrato. You know, and you just think of the vibrato compared to to someone like Stevie Ray Vaughan oh, compared yeah. to Eric Clapton. You know, or and they BB could be King. playing the same, or BB yeah. King, you know, we could just name all of these different guitarists and how they're touched. These guys can play the same five notes, but right. they sound completely different. They so sound that's, like themselves. They sound like themselves and their thumbprint and their thumbprint on music. It's it's just, it's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I think it's great. So you were playing, uh, this is a 1948 Martin Triple O eighteen, which is a very yes. cool Martin, and you are sponsored by Martin. I, 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 I do work with Martin, the lovely folks there. They are just great just really supportive not only of indie musicians like me but you know all, uh, musicians all along the spectrum they're just wonderful and was just recently at the um the headquarters over in uh, nazareth pennsylvania really? and had had a wonderful time checking out the museum and the, and the factory just going there and and any of you who who are thinking about going just go and visit this factory and you get to see where your guitar came from and it's just such an awesome see tour Oh, it was incredible. It was incredible. And that, that beautiful vanilla smell, I'm sure those of you who own Martins know exactly what I'm talking about. It just envelops the air, and it is just, it, it, it's great. It's great. Well, you know, I've always tried to get Martin or any of these other companies, Fender or Gibson, to sponsor me. But uh, their answer was, we'll be happy to sell you all the guitars you want to <laughs> buy. They weren't too interested in me. But with Angela... You know, I can see it, and uh, she's an excellent musician and a great player. And uh, you know, she's young and she's out there. You know, you know, doing it. And uh, you've been traveling all over the world. Though, yeah, I um, after Jenny died, I, I I promised myself I would take some time to, you know, just travel and see the world and see some beautiful things and meet some beautiful people and and you know eat some good food too <laughs> that's good for the souls that's always a, music. been a thing for me <laughs> unfortunately so um 
Yeah, took took some time, went to Austin, played with a good friend of mine, Eric Tesmer, fantastic, fantastic musician out of Austin. Uh, went to Boston and New York, got to see that really great exhibit, Plate Loud, uh-huh. which was just cool. Oh man, really cool. Just great. It was it was so fun to just see all those iconic instruments. You know, well, so like who was there? What what kind oh, of instruments? Oh gosh, were I mean. D- d- Stevie Ray Vaughan's first wife was there. You know, you had Jimmy, pretty much most of Jimmy Page's guitars were there. Really? You know, the acoustic that played on Stairway to Heaven was the there. Double neck, the double neck was there. Really? You know, his his Les Paul was there. You had Dwayne Allman's guitar was there. Um, didn't see Macabre, was on tour. They had a little uh-huh. sign, like, sorry. Mick well, had know, to use it. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that you can have all these people's guitar. And um, that was the instrument that those tunes were played on. And there's yeah. a tremendous history to that. But in the hands of somebody else, it's not quite the same. Not right? There is, a, you know, again, like how I said, it's an extension of the body. There's the, the guitars sound the way they do because of the people who play them, you know. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was just very inspiring to see all of these guitars in one place. And just thinking, gosh, that album that completely inspired me, that's the guitar that played on it. So you know. who who were the artists that you were listening to when you were young that kind of formulated your style? Because Angela is playing a Martin guitar right yes. here, and um, this is acoustic, and um, you know, but you're a terrific electric player Thank as you. well, and you're Thank sponsored you. by Fender as well. I, I work right? with Fender you know, as well. So. They got they're again just really really great folks who who uh-huh. who just just are wonderful wonderful people, and I mean who make really awesome. Awesome electric well, guitars, well, you know. People are going to say to me, Norm, why don't you shut up and let Angela <laughs> play a little bit more? You know, um, can you just play a couple other things and a couple other different styles for us? And then we're, you know, on the second half, we're going to ask you to play some electric, and you can kind of show us what you do with that. But, uh, you know, it's it's really cool um, to hear how versatile she is. And her following, you have a tremendous following. It, that, thank you. It's, it's again, that, that the... Instagram channel just started from me just that was a daily promise to myself where okay I'm gonna play something every day because there are a bunch of solos I'm like man I haven't learned that one yet I would love to learn this solo by Eric Clapton or this solo by Stevie Ray you know and I hadn't taken the time to sit and learn them so that was a promise to myself that I made is okay I'm going to do this every day to make myself a better player I'm gonna post it and just see what happens and it was it was healing for me too because I, I started that page um, no, it's called Petrilli Picks. Angela, right? no, that's the Petrilli Picks is on uh, here at Norms. That's, oh, that's okay, the I'm sorry. But Angela you know, Petrilli music, uh, you, know, you can check it out on Instagram. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still love you, me. Norm. <laughs> All right, well, you know, this is what happens when you get old. You know, I can't remember my own name. But so, what do you call your uh, your videos that you do? Angela and, Petrilli music. Okay. It's short and sweet, nice and simple. Yeah, a lot of people ask if I'm related to Al Petrilli too. I've been getting that a lot, and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that we're not. But he's a fantastic guitar player. But yeah. <laughs> well, unusual name. You have two great players very, with that name. Very Italian. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, play us a little something. Let's hear something right. a little bit different from what you just did and, you know, let the people hear Let's what see. you do.
interesting is the first section that you played, you were yep. playing with your fingers, yep. and then the second you picked up your pick that you yep. had on your knee and yes. did that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, they do one or the other, yeah. but don't necessarily <laughs> do both. And uh, the sound of flesh on strings is different, Very different. From, from a pick. Very different. And, and again, I, I like to change the attack in, in, in which I play. I like to do a lot of hybrid picking, too. So placing the pick in, 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 in the, with the thumb and first finger and then attacking also with the third finger, fourth finger, and, and the pinky as well. Um, I like to blend the two. But, yeah, sometimes, especially with bluesy stuff, you know, with yep. your flesh will sound a little different than with a pick. You get yep. a little bit more of that tinny sound, you know. So, so it really depends on the sort of sounds you're looking for. It's it's fun. I like to challenge myself with with picking techniques and, and all of that. It's a blast. It's what the tune calls for. Yeah, basically. it's what the tune calls for, and that's that's the main thing when when I'm playing, whether I'm in the studio or with a band or playing live. Whatever the song needs is what wins. If a song doesn't need a guitar solo, then maybe it shouldn't get one. Yeah. You know, it's all about best serving the song and and. Well, you know, some some guitar, you know, is, uh, you know, some guitar players, you know, feel like they have to show everything they know in 10 seconds. And, you know, really the greatest tunes, those guitar parts, you know, the George Harrison parts from the Beatles, Mike Campbell with Tom Petty. Those parts are as much the tune and uh, the solos and all that. And they're not about being flashy. They're about making the tune sound good. I think Mike Campbell is one of my favorite guitar players and he is the absolute best example for less is more. Right. How impactful. You think of those licks that he did with Tom Petty. I mean, just like, oof. It gets you right where you need it. Yeah. You know, I'd rather hear four great notes than a million, you know, where you're just playing them. It scales. You know, if yeah. you just hear somebody playing scales, you know, I mean, it's just kind of, to me, it doesn't hit me in the heart. So. No. And, and and that's something, you know, like, yeah, I mean, with, with Mike Campbell's playing, again, one of, that was someone I, I really continue to look up to and did as a young guitarist, just how touch and feel and intent, how that really makes a song. Well, Mike knows how to produce a song, put a song together, write a song, and uh, it's all about the particular song with Mike. Uh, He's a good buddy of mine. I'm hoping that we're going to get him on our show one of these days. And uh, I know he plays in a band as well called the Dirty Knobs. Mm-hmm. That is L.A.'s best kept secret. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, have you seen the Absolutely. Dirty Knobs? Absolutely. I was doing a gig the same day they were at the Mint or else I was going to be there. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I've seen them a bunch of times and they're one of the great guitar bands of all time. My friend Jason Sine is a fantastic <sighs> guitar player as well. And they play together and sing together. And Mike, you know, his voice sounds a lot like Tom's voice. Yeah. And now their manager, uh, Tony Demetriotis, you know, Tom Petty's manager, is actually doing something with the Dirty Knobs. So I think you guys are going to start hearing a bunch of stuff from the Dirty Knobs. Uh, starting this year, and uh, I hope you guys dig them because they are really the bomb. And you know what's cool about them is that when they're playing, uh, you know they're they they play the tunes, but sometimes they'll extend it out a little bit, like the Dead. But it's always so musical, and that's right. what I really love about them. Right. So um, we're gonna we're gonna come back in just a couple minutes here. So Angela, could you take us out with uh, just a little bit more, and then we're gonna get you to pick up an electric, and then Ooh, we're gonna you got sh- it. you're gonna you show us it. what you do with one of those.
great Angela Petrelli. Hey, everybody, go to allguitarnetwork.com or go to the App Store and download the All Guitar Network. It's free, and you get to see these podcasts for free the following week. The podcast will be on a Tuesday. The following Tuesday, you'll see the video at the All Guitar Network exclusively. strumming like you go closer to the bridge which gives you a little more time yes. thing. <laughs> then you go towards the neck which gives you a little yeah. more warmth and yeah. uh, and i love your rhythm playing because the tune is really you. late in the, in the rhythm more than the leads thank you thank you thank so, you thank uh, you it's uh I, I don't know i again as i said earlier i, I just wanted to be a drummer so bad and well, I, you're doing I it. You're playing <laughs> drums on the guitar, right? So I, I incorporated that in 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 this instrument. I, I, you know, I'm obviously, I'm sure you guys have watched the videos. You can tell I'm a huge Hendrix fan. So I, I am so continuously inspired by his rhythm playing. You know? Well, he would kind of combine rhythm and solo Absolutely. at the same time, which was really cool because he covers a lot of territory. Yes, and he's kind of complete. Even when he's by himself, yes. you know, and you're doing yes. that too. So that's really cool. But I noticed that, you know, you're kind of all over with your strumming, uh, all over the, by the pick guard of the guitar. And this, by yes. the way, is a 62 Strat that she's playing. Oh, it's so board. fun to play. And it's a really cool guitar. And uh, it's a player grade, but it's, it's a very cool guitar. It sounds great and all that. And, uh, but, you know, so what do you get when you move closer to the bridge? And what do you get as I mean, you're closer to the neck? You're going to be getting, because I, I like to scoop a lot too, you know, just that Stevie Ray thing. You know, um, I like those higher pitch tones that you're going to get. And then you get something a little closer here to the neck. It, it reverberates a little bit more, whereas something a little bit back here, you're going to get that tension, too, from that saddle. You know that. And when you play you like the a difference. broken chord towards the back, you right. know, there, so if you let the notes ring and they kind of chime yeah, out. And, and again, know. right, and it, whatever the song calls for, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll attack it the way the, the way I'd like to hear it. Um and I'm a I'm a position two kind of gal on the, on a strat. I love mm -hmm. it. Um, and then if I'm soloing, for example, I don't like to use a ton of pedals. I really like I I think the the hand carries the tone. 
I first love a guitar foremost. right into an amp. I do you too. Know? I mean, I think there's no substitute for that. Yeah, you know, a lot I agree. Of people, uh, you know, when they come into my store, you know, they go, well, let me try an amp with, you know, a lot of distortion and crunch and all that. Right. And that's really no way to try a guitar. I agree. You want to hear what the guitar sounds like unencumbered. And right. if it sounds good, then you can put a pedal on it and it's going to be fine. But it, if you disguise it, right. it all sounds like an angry bumblebee. You know, and you might as well get, you know, a, a cheaper instrument if you're going to be yeah. playing it that way, I think. But but something like this, especially a Strat that is this old and this worn and this played, if it doesn't sound right, you know, good right out of an amp, we got a problem. Well, then, <laughs> we got then a you problem. picked up the wrong guitar. You know? But so that's cool where you did, you know, just what you did there yeah, with some yeah. longer notes and stuff like that. You know, um, that's a pretty cool sound right there. It's 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 great. And again, this is straight out of an amp. Got a touch of reverb on this thing. You know, I, I like to be a little bit heavier on the bass and mids. I keep the treble, you know, between like four and five, six, maybe. Just enough to get some edge. Just so you enough can get to get clarity some edge. and all right. that. You know. Now, if I need to, you know, say I'm playing solo electric, no pedal board at all. If I need to bump up a solo, I'll just bring it into position five, you know, and then of course. So that's the uh, bridge pickup, which right. you get more treble. And then if you go to the neck pickup. Right. You know, um, it's going to sound different. Yeah. I mean, it's subtle, but it's there, you know. Yeah. So you have to be able to pick up on that. And then if you roll back the tone a little bit on the yeah. uh, neck pickup, um, you know, where you get real warmth. I mean, you can make it sound like a jazz guitar almost. You know, you know it's great. No, you can get those with that like West, West Montgomery. Montgomery yeah. yeah, you can get so that. West stuff too. was kind of, uh, you know, um, in his early playing, he didn't do as much of the octave stuff, but later on, right. he did a lot of uh, octaves, you know, where he would do God. the melody and, and octaves, which sounded really he good. He's another one for me, too, just watching his old videos and just how he would attack with the thumb, too, you yep. know, and just. And Curtis, Curtis Mayfield was one of my favorites, too. And talk about somebody who is understated. He always yes, made very you want to hear more. You wanted to hear him do more stuff, which I think is great. It was I don't remember yeah. if it was Jack Benny who, who said it, but, you know, get off the stage while they still want more. Absolutely. You know, don't. Don't make them tired of it, you know. Yeah, our, our, our producer, Mike Michael Lyons, he would always tell us, so, so he's a producer of Rose and Cigarettes, he, he would always tell us, and he's from Boston, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best wicked Boston accent, but he'd be like, all right, girls, okay. So when they ask for an uncle, you just got to go and leave. <laughs> you just got to go and leave. They want more, it's fine. They got to come to the next show and they got to buy merch, you know? So that was something. <laughs> That's it. Well, you yeah. always you know, want to leave them wanting more. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And uh, I've seen too many people leave and... The audience wants a little less, you know, so you got to be able to time your show. I mean, the greatest greatest person that I ever saw time a show was James Brown. Oh, I'm sure. Because uh, I saw him when I was a kid and he was my favorite of all time because he could pace a show. He would start. uh, I'll never forget. I saw him play at this place, Miami Stadium, and uh, his band played all instrumentals for about 45 minutes. And the audience was kind of going crazy waiting for him to come up. Then he came up, you know, he came from the outfield. This was a baseball stadium, came up in a limo, got out, jumped up on the Hammond organ and played like two or three tunes on the Hammond organ 
Then he got back in the car and went back again. And the audience was like, they were waiting for him to sing. And they right. were like going completely ape. I mean, they were just, you know, they were kind of get going, bring right, him out, right. bring him out, bring him out. Then when he finally came out, people jumped over the stands onto the field. And there were, I mean, I never saw anybody work a crowd like that. He would build the show up to like this tremendous crescendo and then he'd come back down a little bit then he'd build it up to a little higher thing come down a little bit and at the end all hell would break loose people would be attacking the stage girls would be throwing their underwear at him i mean it was it was an experience to see the guy but it was he just knew how to time a show like nobody else and i think when you hear somebody like prince um they got so much stuff from james brown and uh bruno mars another guy too who it all came from James Brown. And he was the architect of funk, and all hip-hop came from James Brown. He doesn't get enough recognition. He does not. He was one of the greats, for sure. And for everything sure. was so rhythmic. Even his vocal were short notes, drum-like. Yep. You know, I mean, yep. his screams were incredible. And, uh, you know, I know this is, for some of you young folks, probably go James Who. But if you don't know who he is, you should definitely check him out. You know, and that's that's something, too. I, I, I also teach guitar, and, you know, I have a lot of students where they, they will bring up a musician, and, and, gosh, I love how this person plays and all this stuff. And and I think in in us becoming great musicians, I think it's, it, you know, it's it's our due diligence to, to do that history and to read that history. And, okay, someone, you know, Bruno Mars, incredibly talented dude, where did yeah. he get his inspiration you look at guys like james brown right. you know you look at someone like john mayer and, and 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 his playing style he is he is nodding to his heroes to the stevie rays to the you know the jimmy hendrix curtis mayfield too you yep. know so it's it's i i think it is really up to us as, as musicians it is our due diligence to read up on this history and, and you know what's cool is that you know with the internet now you can kind of find oh, yes. anybody that you want you type in somebody's name and all of a sudden it all comes up and you can mm-hmm. kind of get it when i was a kid you had to go to certain areas of town to pick up certain types of music and things like that now it's all there for you you know i mean you know if it was too much trouble a lot of people didn't bother but right. now just type right. it in and press a button and there type you it go. in there you go <laughs> So what do you have planned for next year and uh, for things to come? Because, uh, you know, I know that you're all over the place playing and doing all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, doing a lot of stuff. I booked a gig on February 5th. So going to gonna be, you know, building, building a jam band. It's going to be at the Cinema Bar in Culver City. Cool. So, again, building a jam band and, you know, going to see what happens. We're going to play some tunes with just some friends of mine. We're going to come together and it's like, all right, let's just let's just celebrate life and music and let's just play you know so so something like that I, I you know I, I just I like to book things that I could look forward to and yeah just after after this year it's been a real tough one so you know just getting back into the swing of things of of, of playing music and, and finding my new normal you know because yep. life's a lot different now so, so um but you know most of your income is coming in from lessons and your internet yes lessons I do I, I do sessions obviously you know would would, would love more and, and and to do more work like that and, and to, to share my playing um god I'd love to be a touring musician one day that's a dream of mine. I would love that. Well, you know, it, it's good for until you want to come home and right, want to just right. sit home and watch TV at night. You know, you know. But I of... just, I love, love, love to travel. So that that is something. You know, I'd, 
I'd, I'd love to do. Were you guys though when with Rose and Cigarettes, you traveled, you went to Europe and places like no, that? No, no, we 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 stayed we stayed domestic. We did South by Southwest quite a bit. We did that, I, I uh-huh. believe, two or three times. Um, we were on the east co- the East Coast a lot. We did. We did an up the coast, you know, California tour that was just so mm-hmm. much fun. Got to play some venues. Some venues, you know, I didn't think we'd be coming home that night. Some were a little sketchy. You know, oh, we got yeah. out of there okay. We were so, both pretty tough. So. I, I, and I got to tell you, you know, Angela is so popular with, when she does videos at the store. I've had people send packages of things. Uh, didn't what, what did a guy send you? An amp? Or there what was, was a very, deal? very lovely fan who sent me um, a Vibroverb. That's a 64 nice reissue. Yeah, that was uh, that's pretty great. It's been uh it's a fun amp. It's a fun amp. So yeah, we get a yeah. big package and I look at it and I go, Oh, what do we get? You know, who you know, I don't remember who I talked to who sent me yeah. this, you know, that I was gonna buy or something. And it says, uh, Angela Petrilli, yeah, uh, care of Norm's Rare Guitars. I'm going, man. I don't have any fans like that. My family doesn't even buy me I, anything, you know. I was very thankful. I thought that was that was very very nice. And you know, I've had fans send send really nice books here, and just you know, it's 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 a lovely community you have here. You make everyone feel so at home and and welcome. You're, you're doing good things. Well, thank so. you. You know, we're trying to expose some young talent and some really great people to uh, the people that may not know these folks because these days, you know, you don't get a lot of record company support anymore because the record companies want you to do it all. So. Right. You know, it's, 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 it with, today's day and age with music i mean you can you could produce your own record now, yeah but if you, know? you don't have your own social media i don't care how good you are the record companies don't want to really hear about you they it don't is, want to start from scratch you right know? you know it is something that you have to build and again this is questions i get a lot from from fans and, and from people you know how did you get those numbers it's like well you know consistency is something that's important you know, a communications degree from UCLA communi- probably didn't hurt. <laughs> as it, well, it, yeah. it was very helpful, you know, it was just because I learned these really neat tactics and, and, and just these these things. Like something I always think about, um, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh-huh. Okay. So that that's something I think about all the time. And you're giggling back there. I see you. Well, you but know, you've is, got, you got to figure out how to monetize right. it. I mean, if you want to make a living playing music, right. you have to figure out a lane for yourself Absolutely. and whatever works. You know, and with my channel, I, jo- I don't just do, you know, blues. I don't just do rock. I do songs that I like, whether, you know, I'll have in one week, I'll do James Taylor to Soundgarden, you know, to, to Incubus, to Stevie Ray Vaughan. You know, and then a lot of your old, your own stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, absolutely, and and bands that I'll, that I'll play with and roses and cigarette stuff. You know, so it's we can't, and, and that's something too. You know, it's it's with social media, you want to build a following, you be consistent. You know, if you can post three days a week, great, then keep that up. If you can post every day, awesome. I don't know mu- how much of a work life balance you're gonna have. You know, well, just, you got to think of things that are sort of interesting that right. are not just repeating yourself. And, exactly. You know, you know, and take the time to hone your craft, whatever it is. Well, I, we have a buddy uh, named Jared who has a thing called the Jingle Punks. Mm-hmm. And what he did was he's a very bright guy and he's uh, I think he went to New York University yeah. and he's turned a tremendous business uh 
from doing, you know, music to things like the Housewives, Pawn Stars, right. then doing jingles for commercials. And, you know, it's, uh, you, you know, you do what you do and then you try to figure out how can I actually make a living in doing this? Because sometimes you can't depend on just being in a popular band and no. people throwing some money at no, you, you or cannot. sending gifts to places like Norm's Dragon. Right, or, you know. right. So, you know, uh, you know if you get enough gifts, you might not even have to work. You this know, is so. true. I was thinking about buying a Viper Verb, but I don't have to. So thank you, Instagram fan. That was very, very kind. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just you want to build your brand and also be authentic to who you are. Don't play music just because you think, you know, you'll get a lot of hits and a lot of likes. Like play what inspires you and what is authentic to yourself because people can tell right away oh, yeah. if you're faking it or not. You well, know? you know, and the thing is, is that, you know, most of the people that are listening to music are very kind and supportive and want to help young people. There is a small group, though, that uh, love to kind of tear people down. And you have to have thick skin. You because, sure do. Uh, if I looked at what people <laughs> said about me, I mean, I'm not sure what it is because I don't look. Because right. uh, at this point, I don't give a shit. It's, Excuse uh, me. Yeah, uh, no, but, it's uh, okay. But, <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that, you know, you just, you know, there are some some people that uh, maybe it makes them feel good to put somebody down. I don't know why. I mean, you know, they really, you know, should think about doing something positive in their own life and not worry about tearing somebody else down. Absolutely. Build, you know, build yourself up. I, I, I think that's a good rule of thumb. It's something I follow as well. I do not read YouTube comments. There you go. And for the 99% that are supportive and are trying to help, you know, young people kind of move forward, I thank you guys because you guys are great. You do it with love, and music is love. It is. It is. It's, and, it's, a, uh, it's a gift. It's a universal language that, you know, connects all of us. Well, I just want to say thank you so much to Angela Petrelli. You are one of the great guitar players who come into the store, and you are our first uh, female artist. All right, I'm We're not honored. sexist or any of that kind of nonsense. <laughs> you know, we, you know, good is good. And uh, you were one of the good ones. Oh. So uh, I want to thank you again. Thank you guys for thank listening for to the me. podcast. Thank you for watching on the All Guitar Network for free. Podcasts are for free. And, uh, you know, we can't thank you enough. Angela, can you take us out with something here? Sure. On that Stratocaster? Everybody, thank you for listening. Please give us a good rating or else. Uh, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. <laughs>